0: Good morning, Nachum. Good erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Haazinu. Parshas Haazinu, which has a total of fifty-two psukim, forty-three of which constitute the Shirah, and the last nine are the transition once again between Moshe and Yehoshua taking over. Now. What we find, first of all, let's talk a little bit about the Song of Ha'azinu. And Let me begin by quoting from the Ramban, who tells us how significant is this shira. And I quote, this song constitutes for us a true and faithful witness, plainly tells us all that will befall us, opening first by describing the kindness Hashem bestowed on us since He chose us for His people, followed by a record of His bounty towards us in the desert, how He inherited mighty nations for us. Indeed, from an overabundance of good things, our rebellion against Hashem is foretold, how we would descend to worshipping idols, then it is recorded how we would subsequently, consequently, incur divine wrath, being finally expelled from the land and dispersed as had indeed befallen us. Subsequently, the song relates that Hashem will ultimately repay our enemies and wreak His vengeance on them. Why? Why? For their hatred and persecution of Israel were not motivated by the fact that Israel did commit idolatry like themselves, but rather just the opposite, that Israel did not commit such deeds, but rather that we preferred to be different, refusing to eat of their sacrifices, and that we spurned their heathen cults, and strove to eradicate them. As it is written, as it says in Tehillim 44, ki'olecho horagnu kol hayum. Throughout Jewish history, the Jew was killed because of our loyalty, devotion to Hashem. Consequently, they mistreat us out of hatred of Hashem, and he, Hashem, will avenge such insult. It is plain, says, continues the Rambam, that the song speaks of our ultimate redemption, testifying that we will suffer divine reproof, accompanied by the promise that our memory will nevertheless never be blotted out. But that Hashem will forgive our sins and repay our enemies for His name's sake. And therefore, the Safri says Great is this song. It embraces the present, the past, the future, this life, and the hereafter. And therefore, only the Ramban could say the next paragraph. Were this song merely to constitute our horoscope, as foretold by an astrologer, it would meet for us to believe it, meaning we should still believe it since all its contents up till now have been confirmed by events with not the slightest deviation. How much more so should we wholeheartedly believe in and await the fulfillment of the words of Hashem through the mouth? of his most trusted prophet. And so it is with happiness and joy that we read Parshas Ha'azinu, as indeed you should know that every Shabbos afternoon in the Beis HaMikdash, they read read another paragraph of Ha'azinu divided in Hazivlach. Now, according to the Rambam Maimonides, the last mitzvah of the Torah was in last week's Parsha of Vayelech, the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. The Ramban, however, says that the 613th mitzvah is contained in this week's Parsha, chapter 32, Pasuk 3, namely, Kishem Hashem Ekra, Havogoldel. L'lokenu. When I call out the name of Hashem, which the Ramban says in his introduction to the book of Bereshius in a rather very mystical way that all of Torah is the name, identity of Hashem, we are to respond with greatness, meaning to recite a bracha. So, the Ramban says that pirchas ha is de It's a biblical mitzvah. And therefore, the Machaber begins the 47th chapter of Orach O'Rachayim, the laws of Birkas HaTorah. Be especially careful with the Brachos of Birkas HaTorah, because according to many, explains the Mishnah, the Ramban, and others, it is b- biblical. Now, I strongly urge that if men and women are not yet reciting this bracha every morning, and really there are two, the Rambam counts it as three, but we have it as two brachos, Ashkenazic Jewry, the bracha of Lasuk Pedivre Sora, and then the bracha of Ashabach Banu. The Ramban, in his list, of those mitzvahs, which he says the, Ram, the Rambam omitted in his 15th entry writes that there is the Biblical mitzvah of Birkas lehodos, that we are called upon and commanded to give thanks to Hashem whenever we study Torah and, and indeed once a day is sufficient. And what are we thanking Hashem for? Alatova for the goodness, hagadola the great goodness. Sheoshalanu that he did for us, besito to elenu. That he gave us his Torah. Vodienu and he told us hamaasim those acts 613 of them, horitsuyim lifonav that are most desirable and pleasing to Hashem Shebohem that by our performing and living by these laws haba, we will inherit not only to live a most meaningful life in this world but a world to come and he compares it the Rambam to birkas Hamazon that just as there's a biblical mitzvah to thank Hashem after we have eaten, there is a biblical mitzvah to thank Hashem for the Torah before we even study Torah. Interestingly, therefore, according to the Rambam, Birkas HaTorah is a Birkas Shevach V'hodaah, a a blessing of praise and thanksgiving. Just as we recited the brach of Yonu going into Yom HaKikurim. And please God, this coming Monday night, we're going to recite the bracha of Shekhyonu in the sukkah, please God, a blessing of Shevach vehodoa, praise and thanksgiving. So too is Birchaz HaTorah. The Rambam, according to what appears to be, the uh, way he explains it in Hilcho's Tfilah, Perig Halacha Yud Aleph, the Rambam understands Birchaz HaTorah as a birkas ha-mitzvah, that just as before you put up a mezuzah, before you put on your tefillin, before we light Shabbos candles, we recite a blessing, so too, before you study Torah, you recite a blessing. It's a birchash um, ha-mitzvah, and whether or not it is to be counted among the 613 is uh, one that many say might not be according to the Rambam, but it doesn't take away from the great significance of this mitzvah. I'd like to, however, take this concept one step beyond, and that is as follows. We find very powerfully in the second book of the Torah. The Torah tells us in Parshas Yisro that Moshe judges the people, and Yisro provides for Moshe a very important suggestions that Moshe should implement in order to make the judicial system more easily accessible to the people and not as draining on Moshe. The Torah introduces this concept of Moshe sitting to judge the people in chapter 18, in the book of Shmos, Pasuk 13, with the following words, And it was, on the next day, that Moshe sat to judge the people. The next day, from what? Take out the Chumash, look in the Rashi, bring it to the table. Rashi says, again, chapter 18 in Shmos, Pesach 13, says Rashi, What day was it? It was the day following Yom Kippur. So too, Rashi says, we were taught in the Sifreya. Rashi brings a whole calculation as to how we know that we're talking about the day after Yom Kippur. Rav Salavechik, Sadik levracha. Pointed out something very, very significant. Namely, that Moshe is judging the people on the day after Yom Kippur. Why? Because, listen carefully, what's been happening all day Yom Kippur? Hakurish Baruchu is sitting in judgment of his people. And what does the Ramban say? That we are as Rosh Hashanah is a day of din barachamim, whereas it's a day of judgment and there is some rachamim that is injected into the judgment. Yom Kippur is a day of rachamim b'din. It's a day whereby HaKadosh Baruch Hu judges with mercy, be it the fact that he is alone, that he can tilt it more towards mercy. But the bottom line is we are to learn from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe judges the people on the day after Yom Kippur because, as a Kurdish Baruch who judges the Jewish people with mercy, so too we are to judge. And therefore, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dav Zayin <coughs> teaches us that. David Amelech did Umishpat, understood by the Gemara, that he judged with Psura with compromise, meaning taking the bigger picture into consideration. And this is precisely what we have again in this uh, Parsha of Ha'azinu, whereby the next puzzle after Birkas HaTorah, Hatsur alo that is the rock. Perfect in all his work, mishpat. Ah, all of his paths are justice. He takes everything into consideration, and this is what we are to do. We too are to judge. Have done is kol You should judge everybody favorably, right? Somebody comes into shul late and you have in your mind all kinds of condemnations for that person. Come on, you don't know what's going on in their life and therefore judge favorably and understand that if he's late, there's a good reason for it. And this goes on in so many different ways for a marriage to be successful. You've got to judge the spouse favorably. I told you to do it. Yes, but clearly something else came along and you know that if you were in that situation, you would want someone to be understanding for you, be there for the next one. My son told me he was on a plane and it's understood right before takeoff that you have these stewardesses urging people to please sit down so the plane can take off. But then there was a passenger who was trying to, and yelling at everybody, please sit down, please sit down, and people almost found it like offensive. What are they doing? Why is this person, who is he, to push everybody around, not literally, but verbally? Who are you? Only to find out at the end that he was the first one <laughs> off the plane. Because lo he was an One. And he was rushing to get to the cemetery to bury his relative. And therefore, he was in a rush for the plane to take off. Always try to have, be there, the kafz Remember, Yom Kippur is just one day behind us. Today is Yisru of Yom Kippur. And let's remember that as HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we pray, judged all of us favorably, we too will implement that lesson please God, not just today but for this forthcoming year as well Shabbat Shalom and tova to all